2: To another Tuesday edition of Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Haley Sutton and frickin' Frack—I'm sorry, I mean Aisha hey. Morrison and Justin Navarez—are <laughs> matching twins Do today. Please, Stop. I don't know
0: if y'all can see this. Right. Like, we didn't plan this. Do you
2: know what though? I love this because there's always a day where the three of us, when we come in here, two of us are always yeah. matching. We have matched several times. We have also matched yeah. several times. So it just lets you know how in sync we are yes. on this pod that's how
0: you know you're just around people for so much because it just happens it just happens listen
3: it's laundry it's been my cat. <laughs> oh that's the excuse Listen, <laughs> it's laundry day I don't know what her, her excuse is <laughs> but I've been one. going through it
0: I had a lost cat so no, I, this, I is, this is laundry Baby's day but the baby is I was about to say you know my excuse is I can't wear green in this building this week so <laughs> tis the season for red and green I'm not wearing green in this building this week sorry better but no better not it's not happening so red it is that's maroon Barnacles. I mean, variations of red. No, that's it's maroon. It's holiday-ish. Jess. That's
2: maroon, Jess. That is not red. It <laughs> is incredibly <laughs> maroon. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: okay, we gotta We gotta okay. Look, I wore red yesterday, like a bright red. I had to give some variations. I told you, I can't wear green. Okay. I felt guilty wearing green here this week. Look, like that's we're gonna, just we're gonna give upon. it to her. If y'all are listening, please go
2: look at our uh, go look at the video <laughs> version of this and and let us know what color justice
0: We know sweat. it's maroon. <laughs> <Haley>. <laughs> okay.
2: No, okay. On a okay, serious yes. note, though, uh, <laughs> this is a big week. Obviously, the Eagles rolling into town on Saturday. A lot to talk about as we count down in the week. But a few things that we kind of just want to clean up on. Uh, In regards to Sunday's game against Jacksonville, we know it was not the game that we wanted the Cowboys to have. It was not the outcome that we wanted, but regardless, there's always something to learn from a loss. At least that is the vibe that we got in the locker room today. The guys always trying to learn something new and something that was not quite quietly – Important, I guess it was loudly important, but the offensive line was a big talking point going into the game. We spoke, you know, about Tyron Smith making his season debut but making it at right tackle as opposed to left tackle where he normally plays. We were told he was supposed to play around 20, 30 snaps. That man played 54 snaps (laughs) all at right tackle. And I think he did a pretty good job. I think when he was in, he was good and, you know, he – it didn't seem like he was making the switch from left to right. So that was impressive. We had a chance to talk to Zach Martin yesterday on Cowboys hour. And I've, I've talked about this before. I love that show because it just gives the guys an opportunity to be a little bit loose and just, you know, speak from the heart. Zach Martin is obviously a guy who's played with Tyron Smith for his whole career. He told us yesterday that Tyron is his longest ever teammate that he's had. Oh, that's pretty impressive. When you think about it, Zach's been here for nine years. So really impressive. But I Brad and I were just asking him, you know, how impressive really? Like, can you contextualize how impressive it was for Tyron Smith to play right tackle? And the way Zach just lit up, you know, he said, I don't think y'all understand. And he went into like yeah, he full did. full <laughs> breakdown mode and was like, This man didn't play. A single snap of practice, he was hurt in training camp, so he didn't get any preparation. And then when his window was activated, he got maybe two practices to be prepared. And then he stepped in and he did what he did at right tackle. Just the way he was so animated and so, like, jazzed up for Tyron Smith to play at right tackle. That's got to be impressive, you know, just to see a guy like Zach Martin, who we think— so highly of and he's speaking so highly of tyron smith so i want to ask you ladies just right off the jump how impressed were you with tyron smith and how would you evaluate his performance
0: so i i've been impressed with tyron smith since i started watching this game i mean he is just he's been a staple of this team for the entire time i've started watching football and specifically the cowboys And this goes back to when I talked about seeing the injury happen at training camp, how impressed I was that he walked off the field at that point. I mean, with this gruesome kind of injury that he had, he walked off the field. And that, to me, says everything you need to know about this man. His toughness, physically, mentally. And he is a freak of nature. I mean, this man coming in. And what I thought was interesting was Aaron Andrews in the broadcast had mentioned that this was his idea to play at right tackle. So, Not only do you have this man with this physicality and this mindset, but you have a leader and you have a teammate that's willing to do what he needs to in order for the bigger picture and the successful picture of this team. So he could have come in and said, all right, rookie, move over, take my spot back. But he was looking at the situation as a whole and said, I want to be right here, right tackle where I feel like it's going to benefit the team most. And we saw it. Guess what? It was beneficial because I'm not taking anything away from Jason Peters and what Jason Peters has done while he's been with the Cowboys. But again, you have to remember that your body it doesn't. Rem- your mind and your body can want two different things. Your mind can want to play all 70 snaps. Your body, on the other hand, him being as seasoned as he is, I'm not going to say old. I think that's that's seasoned. so weird. I love that. As seasoned as, seasoned as seasoned. he is your body's not going to be able to give as much as you're wanting it to. And that is just the circle of life. But I am so proud of Tyron stepping up, being the leader he is, and being the teammate that he is.
3: Now Your offensive line got better. It got better, especially yeah. on the right side, man. Like – It was funny because when Tyron first got out there, he just looked so much bigger than those those other humans. I mean, some of those DNs look like children compared to him. But um, to answer your question, I was definitely impressed with him. And also, too, some of the like they had a few moments where the communication was weird with him and Zach Martin. I'm sure they're gonna get that, but like the pass setting, the run blocking, him getting out in space, and when you look at how well a Terrence Steele was playing, to see that there's not a drop off like that. Yeah is very helpful to get at this point in the season, and I'm excited to see what they continue to do in the run game, specifically with the strength of that line being on that side. They're going to be able to dominate. Some of those combo blocks were disrespectful.
2: I loved listening to Zach as well because I point blank asked him. I, I said, you know, can you explain to people what the difference is Moving left to right because I think sometimes, you know, if you're if your football knowledge is surface level, that's an honest question. You know, what's the difference? It's the same position. You're just going to the other side. And the way Zach explained it is basically it's like the mirror effect, right? Mm. Where you're trying to do the same thing, but like you're in a mirror. So you're having to retrain your body to, you know, the instead of taking that left foot back first, now you're taking that right step back or or whatever the footwork is to make the switch over. And I just thought that that was so interesting that just switching from one side to the other and he even said too he said if I had the choice of switching from left guard to right guard or left guard to left or right guard to right tackle I would stay on the right side because it's, sure. it's more natural and so like I again like you're hearing this from a Zach Martin a guy who is more pro bowls than penalties. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't get me started on
0: that. But what I was going to say is you saying that kind of made a light bulb go off in my head because I grew up in competitive dance. And so when you get the muscle memory of dancing and, you know, everything, you've been doing this routine for for weeks and, and you're perfecting that. I can't even imagine doing it for years and then yeah. having to flip it. It is difficult because your body wants to do one thing, but your mind has to tell your body to do a completely other thing. So you can be doing something, you know, on the right side that's right heavy and then you have to flip it or vice versa. And it's a lot more challenging than you think it is. Even if you know, for me being a a forward dancer, even if you know your routine, like the back of your hand and you've been doing it over and over and over and over and over in this case, you're on that O-line and you've been doing this over and over and over and over. It takes a minute mentally, just on the mental side of things to train your body, the muscle memory that you already have installed from doing it over and over. It takes a minute to physically and mentally have to tell yourself, okay, do it this way. So, um, It's interesting to see just how quick these guys, all of them, have been able to transition, and it's it it makes me respect the hell out of them for what they've been doing because it is absolutely special. And this O line, I mean, you have three future gold jackets within this O line. You're telling me Dak Prescott's right there. He has to feel a sense of, you know, um, I guess, comfortability, right? Like being comfortable in in that pocket. So kudos all the flowers to that O-line for everything they've been able to do.
3: And you mentioned uh, Jason Peters. This allows him again, if they're going to keep Tyler at left tackle, this allows Jason Peters to just be, to not have to play as many reps, to be that swing guy, to come in situationally, which I think is going to be dope because I, I personally think he can help out uh, Tyler, you know, sometimes when there's big passing plays and stuff to get him in there situationally when mm. there's something that needs to be done. Um, I'm I I actually am impressed with how the offensive line is starting to come together. And credit to Joe Philbin having to deal with all the ups and downs of the season. And um, it's slowly but surely becoming a strength again. And that's important moving into this next part of the season.
2: So when it comes to Saturday's game, and obviously we'll get a lot more clarity on this as the week goes on and as we speak to the guys and more importantly Mike McCarthy – Sunday, I think, was like an audition almost for these guys to figure out, you know, who is going to play where, who fits where best and, mm. and and what that looks like. If it's Tyron Smith continuing to stay at right tackle or do you move him and you shift uh, Tyler Smith over to his natural position? Do we uh, you know who do we move around? Where do where does Jason Peters factor into that? Is this a game where you guys feel comfortable continuing to do that or is this a game where you feel like in order for the Cowboys to be successful on Saturday you have to have that offensive line set no, relatively just, speaking no, this Eagles defensive line is bad. i mean
3: they they're good they're good they got a lot of guys that can get after you and so um, I don't know how fast ty- uh, Tyron's ramp-up period is, but if you could have him solid at right tackle, you're probably going to need it because they have edge rushers. And then also on the other side, with, with Jason Peters coming in situationally, you're probably going to need that too. And your tight ends better better, better wear their big boy <laughs> pants as well to come chip because, it's I mean, they, they have the horses. They have gentlemen that can get after you. They rush their linebacker sometimes like, stop.
0: Oh, please. <laughs> please, please,
3: please. <laughs> but yes, no, I, I don't think this is the game. <clears throat> like you said, I think last week was an audition kind of sort of to see how Tyron fit in and then to also just to slowly get him mm-hmm. into it. But this is kind of sort of becoming a big game again. I know we were kind of down because of the Jags loss, but I still for this team's attitude and their mentality and what they're trying to do, having momentum moving forward. This needs to be a big game. You want your dogs out there.
0: I love that. I love the period, <laughs> you know? Um, I, I agree. I think what you do for this game, if you are making those calls, which we have no say in any oh, yeah, of that, we, by nobody the way, um, Oh, that's how we did. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think what you do here is you look at what the Jags did show you, and there was a lot of things to take out of that game. We all know the ups and the downs, we know. But they were testing that pass rush a lot, and so what – What do you think of right now? Yes, you think of you want to beat the Eagles right now, and I get it. Trust me, Cowboys Nation, I'm right there with you. I get it. But you want to stay healthy. And to me, my biggest fear is we're seeing a more mobile Dak Prescott. That's already putting him in a more vulnerable position when he's starting to get a little bit more use of his legs here. Protect your quarterback. Protect what you have because this injury bug is not playing anymore. Mm -hmm. And you do not want an injury – especially right now you are out of time to be able to nurse back uh injuries in in a timely manner without talking about uh they're not going to return until postseason so my biggest concern is injuries you need to make sure dak is staying healthy he is your staple of this offense right now to be successful you want a run game well you need dak prescott to be able to establish that you want a pass game guess who's right in the middle of that so to me you set your staple o-line and it is so great that you have jason peters as that um swing tackle there because you look at how intriguing this could be for Jason Peters as well. We all of us always talk about the players after the game and um, how appealing is it for him that he is in this position being as seasoned as he is and he can come in rotate alleviate a lot of that off of Tyron Smith while he's well, I want to say ramping up, Probably but Tyler. after all of, after all of, uh, we saw last week, he can, he can go in wherever. And that's, that's the great thing about Jason Peters at this point is he's shown us the versatility, but he also doesn't have to put his full body on the line at this point, uh, at his age. And then, you know, just use him when you, when you can, when you need to, uh, make sure nobody's getting gassed. But again, I, I think this Jags game showed us this pass this pass rush is, uh, it's a little testy for this O-line. However, I think that's definitely going to be cleaned up going into this week. So, interested to see it.
2: I love that you brought up Dak. We're, I'm trying to keep us laser-focused here on the time, but uh we'll have a little bit longer of a break. You brought up Dak, and we were talking before this, you know, it's one of those things with Dak, and really I think anyone who's the quarterback of this franchise where it's like you're darned if you do and you're darned if you don't, right? Mm-hmm. You lead the Cowboys to a game-winning 98-yard drive and – But you threw two interceptions, so we got to clean that up. And then, you know, you have one of the best games of the season by far, and it's still your fault because, you know, oh, well, you threw the interception, pick six, blah, blah, blah. And I just feel like, Dak, when we talk about giving flowers, like I want this man to have the flowers because of just how you mentioned just how much he has elevated the offense since they've been there. I mean, what did we spend the whole first half of the season talking about? First downs
0: come not back first dak, down not, not, scored, not scoring red Third down
2: efficiency, not scoring Good. in the red zone but my Mahar was the mvp losing, yeah. losing
0: time of possession exactly all of and that.
2: all of that has been elevated since dak has come back and so i came across this stat from next next gen aisha's going to help me kind of break it down a little bit but this is a stat from next gen dak prescott generated positive epa which stands for expected points added on 60.6% of his dropbacks in week 15. His sixth game of the season with 50% or more success rate this season. The list that he is leading, the top three, Dak sits at 529 for that EPA in the season. Second place is Patrick Mahomes at 52%. And third place is Geno Smith of the Seahawks, 51.7%. Now we were talking about just what exactly this stat meant because it is kind of confusing takes a little bit of kind of digging. Essentially it means What that- it mean? What it mean? Dak Prescott's clutch. Your yep, quarterback is good <laughs> like it is
3: it's simple and next gen st- stats they go above and beyond to make sure like that everything is included into that and I With Dak Prescott, like you said, he is damned if he does. He damned if he doesn't. Especially when you talk about just the aggression. But he passed the ball well in his game.
2: Mm -hmm. He
3: barely put the ball on the ground. 23 of
2: 30, 256 yards, three touchdowns, a 107.1 QB rating.
3: Yeah, and I would like to add that was with with all intent and purposes, without one receiver and without your tight end. Because I don't know what's going on with Dalton Schultz and Dak, but this last three weeks – it has been. Besides that game-winning drive, they've been off, and you can see defenses electing to try to take him away. Man, yeah. I'm like, Dak is doing this despite a lot of stuff sometimes. And even so, when you look at the Cowboys' all- offensive line, they're fantastic at run blocking, pass blocking. They're bottom of the league. Yet, you're first, in, like you're one of the top offenses. You're fantastic on third down. That's your quarterback and sure. his escapability and his his ability to keep playing through plays. And those were things we didn't see when Cooper Rush was in the game, and that's why there were so many third downs that weren't attainable.
0: Well, and you look at just that. Dak has not played the entirety of the season. I think people seem to forget that somehow, some way. So this would be a very different conversation as far as nine interceptions. If he played the entire season and it was still an issue at this point, Dak's on a bit of a different timeline. And I'm not throwing excuses out there for him or anything, but that's the reality of it. He's still on a different timeline post-injury we're, I think we are barely to the point where we're starting to see Dak find that aggressive tightrope where it's it's not too much and it's just enough. But this would be a very different conversation if the interceptions have been persistent, if he played the entire season, which he hasn't. The problem right now, I think, is there's more film. There's more tape. Uh, teams are scouting People like Dalton Schultz, take your clutch guy away. Obviously, that's going to be an issue. CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup now. These are guys that at the beginning of the season maybe didn't have that respect factor to their name, but as the season has gone on, of course they're going to get that respect factor when your starting quarterback comes back. So a lot of it, um, obviously it's worrisome, but it's also Dak Prescott. There's been adversity in his life that he's overcome far worse than throwing two interceptions in a game, and I think people – Forget that. I think people forget that Dak is still post injury and to your throwing hand. I again, I'm not going to discredit the amount of work he's uh, put in to overcome that, but it would be a very different conversation, uh, a more serious conversation, I think, if he had played this whole season and. These many interceptions kept coming and coming and coming, but he didn't play the entire season, y'all. I think somehow, someway, we all lost track of that, but just throwing that out there. Also, are y'all looking at the interceptions? Because if you look
3: at them, they have context, there. and yep, we talked it about I it. I was literally
2: digging for your tweet.
3: Yeah, and there's several stats that have been coming out. I mean, well, um, I think, let me see, I believe Mina Kimes dropped a tweet the other day in regard to just how much – Um, He's throwing into tight coverages, and I'm sorry,
2: I'm trying to find him. No, you're good. (laughs) I was trying to scroll for you to 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 find it.
0: The point is is that we talk about stats not talking about the entire story sometimes, so you look at that nine interceptions and you go, oh, my goodness, that's a lot. But look at the context of it, and I think – it's really important to do that because we've talked about it week in and week out. After the interceptions, we come on here. Ayesha, you've broken down pretty much all of them. If everyone wants to go back and listen, they're not all his fault. Yeah, And that's, that's not even just Dak Prescott. That is probably most quarterbacks in the NFL when you go back and you break down film. Is it really always their fault? So I no. believe
3: PFF said he has, I think six of them have not been. On him necessarily was more so on the receiver, but Mina Karmes tweeted out the other day she said, among QBs with at least 200 attempts, Dak Prescott leads the NFL in tight window throws. He was last year, last year he was 24th. So again, Mike McCarthy's mission, the vision defense, kind of how teams are playing you now, <laughs> and DBs being in position to make plays on the ball, given that um, he's thrown into tight windows. Guys aren't just completely open, but when they are, like in the first half last week. Mm hmm. You know, own the money. But even if they're not, he still was putting it on the money. Because even those drops with Noah Brown, third and ten, even the last play that that hurt us, own the money still. So, yeah, this quarterback understands the game at a high level. I I do want to get into his brain about just kind of what teams are doing against him Uh, post-snap now Dak is becoming a quarterback that can really attack you at the line of scrimmage and can really figure out if he can get the information with motion and things like that he's starting to figure out how to really beat you teams are starting to do some things to him post-snap and he's he's seeing it and last year was something he struggled with he struggled with the too high shell he struggled with this stuff and it's not a problem this year dude like the guy gets football this is year seven chill
2: out You mentioned Noah Brown. We are going to take our first break after a very lengthy but good discussion about this offense. We're going to hear from Noah Brown for the first time since the game on Sunday. That's after the break on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with a recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit pepsitrashtalk.com to learn more.
2: girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw dating the preferred dating partner of the dallas cowboys we're going to dive into the wide receiver room but first
0: we're going to listen to jess get your holiday photo with santa at the star presented by monument reality santa claus will be in his christmas themed cottage in the star district across from ascension through december 24th visit the star slash santa for more information ho 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 excited Actually those are really cute pictures if you haven't seen them yet. For oh, Christmas? Yeah. What I um last year I went to do it with Toby because that was before I bought Wit and um, you have a dog named Toby? Yes, we've gone over this. Yeah, I yeah know. you also have a dog named Toby. I do. It's just the best. But... I didn't
2: know that your dog was named Toby. That yes. must have forgotten.
0: Toby and Wit and um Wit's a little a little crazy so I don't think we'll be able to go take our picture with That's Santa. That's fine.
2: I have a Toby and Max and cute. Max is also crazy so
0: Yeah. There you go. But it is very cute. they they allow you to take your pups um or your kids if, if that's what you have. <laughs> if that's, instead your, if of that's dogs. your
2: thing, if that's what you're into. Yeah, but
0: it's really cute. It's <laughs> Santa and he has this cute little like Jack Prescott jersey on the on the mantle. It's it's really cute. Love cute that. Oh, well, go
2: get your pictures taken with Santa. Christmas is right around the corner. Yeah. Which means the Eagles matchup is also right around the corner. Ooh, I see what you did there. Good, good transition, see, girl. I see what you did there. <sighs> Okay. (laughs) deep breath, taking a deep breath, because this is this is one of the parts of our job that I that I struggle with, because you never want these guys to have a bad game or even a bad moment. Right. You always want to talk to them, you know, when they've had a, a career day and it's all positive and it's a win. And so it's really challenging having to, you know, ask those hard questions to these guys and, you know, try and toe the line between getting the information and also giving them a chance to to speak on it. That day was today for Noah. He spoke with media members during locker room. He spoke actually outside, which I thought was even more impressive. You know, the comfortability of being in your locker room, I think, was really s- something that I would hold on to if I was in that position. But he spoke outside and addressed the pick six that was a drop pass from him on the final drive so before we get into talking about the wide receivers I want you guys to hear Noah's perspective on what happened on that play
1: I, I think I misjudged it a little bit um it, I, I didn't see the ball come out of Dak's hands, which is, is completely normal doesn't always happen um but you know by the time I saw it, it wasn't really where I could reach out for it I had to kind of catch it like this and it hit off my hand and hit my arm and Bounced out. You know, it's a play at ten times out of ten. I expect myself to make, and I have to make. Um, and there's no excuse for it.
2: So I know there was a part in there where he talked about I had to catch it like this instead of like this. Basically, what he was explaining was he wanted to put his hand underneath to secure it, but because he couldn't see, he tried to catch it, and as a result, it bobbled Mm. off of his chest and went up. So just a little bit of a visual and some context in there. And what I hate about this play is that Noah Brown was on his way to having the (sighs) best game of his career. And to be fair, it still was. His first game with two touchdowns, six receptions for 49 yards. That's the most receptions he's had in his career. So, uh, you know, he really did have a good day. And he had, up until that point, had the clutch touchdown that was going to win the game so you hate to see that stuff happening but I love the accountability I love being able to you know take a second and recognize I'm not ready to talk to you guys about this yet I need to process it and coming back on Tuesday and saying okay now that I've had a chance to look it over here's how I feel and I love the whole entire interview because the whole time you know he didn't shy away from talking about you know one of the things he said was that the interception didn't rattle his confidence at all you know he still bets on himself 100 he talked about how every single year that he's been with the Cowboys he's been in this role where he is constantly competing for that extra spot and to me that's the definition of having a chip on your shoulder Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'd love to just open up the floor and just you know chat with you ladies about Noah Brown and the accountability and just what he means to this team in a wide receiver room that is still kind of looking for that oomph this season.
3: No, you still need him, man. Like, you still need Noah. Like, the times I've touched base with him, you look at what he does on tape, he's, uh, for a lot of the times, he's in there blocking like a tight end, or he's in there next to the offensive line, and not only that, he works on special teams. Not only that, then he comes out and he's a receiver, so... Um, his versatility is needed in spots. And, and because of the matchups in this game, he did get more opportunities because of how they were defending C.D. Lamb, because of how they were defending Dalton Schultz. So he took advantage of those opportunities for the most part. I understand um, I understand things not always going as planned. I, I wish that we would be a little bit more um, forgiving about these things. I'm actually disappointed in how Cowboys Nation has just went at him, and mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear for sure that his uh, confidence hasn't been shaken and one thing about Dak Prescott is that he probably is going to come back to him so he better be ready so i'm not worried about I'm, I'm not worried about him moving forward he's just too much he does too much that he maybe is not going to get praised for that he's just going to probably going to continue to do and contribute
0: yeah and i <laughs> i actually tweeted at during the first half of the game how proud i was To see his progression since 2018, and, um, you know, we just talked about how stats don't tell the whole story of a player, but in Noah Brown's case, it does give you an indication of how he waited for his number to be called. He waited his turn, and he stepped up. You look at 2018. He only had eight targets throughout that entire season. Um, His longest receiving catch was 22 yards, I mean, to now, and... You just see the progression, uh, or excuse me, 2017. You see the progression um, that he's had during this time that he has been within this building, and it progresses. All these stats go up and up and up and up. But this year was his jump year because you just see a big jump in the productivity he's had. And you know what I was telling Haley, and, and we talked about this during the break, was something I was curious about was how many fumbles that he's had this is the first one however we did talk about dropping the ball in clutch situations so I got to digging after we had that he's only dropped two balls it looks like in clutch situations when I'm looking at these stats right here and again I'm not I'm not saying that's 100 accurate I could probably do a little bit more digging to really deep dive into film of it but when you're looking at a guy like Noah Brown who has had such a progressive career so far You need him. You need a Noah Brown because when CeeDee's getting triple covered, when Michael Gallup's getting double covered, triple covered, you didn't have Jake Ferguson in this game, who's been pretty clutch for Dak Prescott lately too. Dalton Schultz um, now getting some attention from opposing defenses. You have to rely on people like Noah Brown, and he absolutely has shown he's a reliable guy for Dak Prescott. Um, It's just such a shame that, yeah, that – That last play is how it solidified that game for him. One thing I do know about this team, though, is they are accountable. And I I did appreciate the fact that he spoke today because – um, we talked about yesterday how he went on social media, made his statement on on Instagram saying that was on me. Um, I like the accountability, but what I really like even more is not being reactive. I'm glad that he didn't talk in, in the locker room. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion, but I'm glad he didn't talk post game to say something out of emotion or reaction. And, you know, I think for somebody to be truly accountable, you have to go back. You have to self-reflect in this point. You have to self-scout, look at the film, look at the tape and then talk like he did today. And I think, to me, that shows his character. And to be honest, I really hope we don't see another drop ball from Noah Brown so far, uh, or ever, for the rest of his career. I hope we don't see one this season because it's a redemption thing for him now. And I, I agree, Aisha. I think people are very quick to discredit all of the work that he's done, not just this season, but to get to this point, to even have the opportunities he's had this season.
2: I always go back to that Bengals game when he scored that touchdown and what it meant to him. Obviously, we will never be able to understand. But to me, what almost stands out a little bit more is what that touchdown meant to the guys around him and they how so excited for they him. were so excited. They rallied behind him. They couldn't have anything, you know, but nice things to say about it. And I think ultimately that's, that's kind of what this game boils down to, right? We can sit here yeah. and we can listen to them talk to us in the locker room and we can analyze what they're doing on the field and we can watch the tape and we can listen. But at the end of the day, those guys know what they mean to one another. And so I just love the rally around that. I'm, Like I said at the top of this, I'm really glad that he was able to address it, to clear it up, to – You know, be ready to move forward. And the biggest thing that stood out to me is that he said it wasn't rattling his confidence. And that's obviously huge because, you know, you're going to have another opportunity where you're targeted in a big play situation and you're going to have to make the play. So we'll keep an eye out for Noah Brown this week. Another guy we've got to keep our eye on is CeeDee Lamb, who quietly... Cross the one thousand yard mark on Sunday. Mm. Um, I love Twitter, and I love. Um,
0: <laughs> I know what you're gonna bring up.
2: I love being able to be around this team, and you know, just to learn and develop more. And I, yeah. I love when people challenge me. Honestly, <laughs> uh, on Twitter, I had a, I had a man who was trying to say one thousand yards, who or where or whatever, and so uh, um, I basically broke down math yeah. for a CD. Uh, how he got to that 1,000-yard mark and how he finished with 1,087 yards. So I say that in saying if you're going to come at me, come correct. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, No, I'm kidding. I'm actually very nice, guys, I promise. Uh, But CeeDee Lamb now sits at 1,087 yards. He is the first Cowboy to cross that threshold in 14 games since Amari Cooper did it back in 2019. So that's an interesting stat there. This was also his third 100-yard game this season. He finished with 126. No touchdown, though. But here's where I thought the most underrated part of his day was. He was a perfect Mm 7-for-7. Targeted seven times, caught all seven of them. Something else I was kind of digging into, because I know that the conversation this season surrounding CD is, like, is he the guy, right? Like, is he the wide receiver one? One week he's stepping up, one week he's not. You know, the conversation has just gone back and forth. So I was doing some reading before I came down here, and I was just looking at the games that the Cowboys have lost and seeing his performance. Game one against the Bucks, everybody sucked. It was two for 29, and that was that, right? Like I, um, I don't think uh, Brett Maher is the only one. leave Brett one. Maher out of this. I was about to say. Brett, Brett Maher is like <laughs> the only one who showed up to work.
0: Don't be disrespectful season. to Brett Maher's three points that game, all right? But the next game against
2: the Eagles, <laughs> no touchdown again, but – On five receptions, he had 68 yards. So an Mm. improvement, obviously, from that first loss. Versus the Packers, his best game of the season. 11 receptions, 150 yards, two touchdowns. Then against the Jags, again, no touchdown, but he had seven receptions. The perfect seven for seven. I want to keep emphasizing that. And 126 yards. And the reason why I bring this up is... The way that we've talked about the Texans game and how that game was so important because in the playoffs, you want to have experience playing in those close games. I think even with the Jaguars game, you want to have that experience sometimes of losing those close games so you remember how it feels and you can kind of learn and go from there. To me, the fact that in these big moments, especially in the back half of the season with the Packers and the Jaguars, where – you know your number one receiver on paper is crossing that 100 yard threshold. He's finding the end zone. He's making an impact. He's taking advantage of every opportunity that he's given. Like quite literally, to me, that kind of silences the whole. You know, is he ready to be the wide receiver one? Because he's showing up in big games, and I know that the you know the the score didn't reflect that, but. I think he's getting it done. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, he's definitely getting it done. But also, too, you, you know who he is with the covers they're rolling. Like, it's people are really trying to take him out of the game. And what Kellen has done thus far, I think – um, is trying to put him in favorable situations. He's also getting him in space and allowing him to be the athlete, allowing him to get the yak yardage. We're just, we're definitely starting to see some of the versatility in his game. Um, I, I think he's getting it done. I, I've been thinking he's getting it done, but it's to me. It's also too. We talked about it. You know, Dak Prescott being gone was a huge part of that, and you can tell they're definitely getting on the same page Mm -hmm. so that's a benefit moving forward yeah
0: yeah I think as far as CD goes we've seen a steady uphill progression for him and just like I just mentioned with Noah Brown when you're showing me that you're progressing and you're progressing as quickly as the season goes because really it's a long season for these guys but it goes by so fast and it just that's right it time flies (laughs) by and so he's taken every week as its own, and he has progressed. And so, yes, I know dropped balls, ball security has been a big conversation around CD, but really, you look at how comfortable he's playing right now and the level of confidence he's yeah, playing. Yeah, he was cooking them. It is. He was speedy. <laughs> he was I, cooking them You didn't even see him. It was like the week, flash. Saturday, whatever I didn't day even see him. Yeah, <laughs> We don't know what day it is anymore. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like he definitely, you know, may not be where people thought he would be at the beginning of the season because you go back to those conversations, those headlines, even during training camp, it was, oh, we need to bring James Washington in here for security because CD is not capable of doing this. Y'all, he's doing it. He's doing it, and he's absolutely doing it well. Good for CD for stepping up when his number was called again um, because the sky was absolutely falling for uh, all world of Cowboys uh, after the post-Amari Cooper uh, era here, and so now I – I think this is the groundwork being laid for what CD is going to become in the future, and I'm excited to see it.
3: No, I was going to help that. I'm about to talk about
2: Here it. Here
0: we go. We're about to talk about it. Are you t- are you stealing my teas right now? I'm not. <laughs> Don't steal her teas
2: like that. Before we Come get on, before we get to that. No. I- <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. (laughs) The guilt. Before we get there, before we get there, I just want to throw some numbers at you guys while we were talking about it because I think it's important to note when it comes to that. CeeDee Lamb uh, tied for ninth in receptions in the NFL with 81. He is third in the NFC in yards with that 1,087. And he is eighth in the NFL overall for the receiving yards. So just a couple of numbers that I – think are important to note when we are talking about cd there
0: you
2: go as aisha alluded to <laughs> there's a new sheriff there's a new sheriff in ghost town. a new ghost in town i didn't have that pun right casper we're going to talk about ty hilton when we come back on the third and final segment of our I'm show confused. this is girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw dating
1: Know the difference, make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit pepsitrashtalk.com to learn more.
0: With Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food
3: slim without added sugar, you no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups, so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar.
0: Smoothie King, rule the day.
2: girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the dallas cowboys we're going to talk a little injury updates as well as ty hilton after we talk to jess
0: Give the gift of the Cowboys this holiday season with a Dallas Cowboys United membership. Gift your super fan an annual fan club membership and a fan pack for as little as $20 because tis the season. Learn more at DallasCowboys.com slash United for more information. So we got
2: about five more minutes left on our show here. I'm going to very quickly go through the injury report for both the Cowboys and the Eagles couple of limited players for the Cowboys. Dorrance Armstrong, limited with a knee injury. Noah Brown was limited today, actually, with a foot injury. Jake Ferguson, happy to see that he's on here. It's still listed as concussion, but he was limited. Mm -hmm. I did see him at lunch today, too. I waved at him, and so that made me feel happy. (laughs) Uh, J. Run curse, limited with a shoulder back injury. And Tank, still dealing with that foot injury, limited as well. Micah was not at practice with an illness, so something to monitor. And then, of course, Leighton Vander Esch out with a neck injury mike mccarthy already told us that we probably won't see him this week as for the eagles we have got safety reed blakenship who was a full go with a knee injury jalen hurts did not practice with that shoulder sprain that we're going to get into a little bit more tomorrow tight end tyree jackson was limited with a knee backup quarterback garner Minshew did not practice for personal reasons Wide receiver Zach Pascal is in concussion protocol and did not practice. And Kayvon Wallace has a hip injury and did not practice. So mm-hmm. some things to just keep in mind. We are going to dive into that, like I said, probably tomorrow. But we're going to spend the last few minutes of our show talking about a guy who I am so excited to see on the field this week, T.Y. Hilton.
0: Boo. Mm-hmm. I was dying to do it. I was dying to do it. I
2: was hoping you wouldn't, and then you did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, you should just know by now. Come on. We talked to
2: T.Y. today, got some good insight from him as well. He mentioned in the locker room that he learned about 30 minutes before inactives came out on Sunday that he would not be playing. So I think he felt a little bit shocked about that. But what I loved about the conversation today was how dialed in he has been since arriving. He keeps Hmm. emphasizing that he has spent, quote, 10 hours. Yeah, he keeps saying it. Learning the playbook. I can't imagine <laughs> doing, I mean, I can't even imagine anything for 10 hours straight. So good on him to do that. Uh, he talked about something that I thought was interesting just enjoying being on the sidelines, just being involved. You know, this is a guy who, you know, hasn't been on a roster in quite some time. He yeah. did share that he, you know, loved being able to spend time with his kids and yeah. his family, but he's excited to be back. But my favorite thing that he said. <laughs> Was that, you know, someone asked, you know, what do you bring to the table? What do you think is, is special about you? <laughs> and the, the way his, like, attitude almost changed, not in a bad way, but he was very, very keyed in on saying you better ask somebody. You better account for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better yeah. ask somebody. You better not forget who I am. Exactly. And uh, I love that. He's a four-time Pro Bowler. Guys, in his overall career, 631 passes, 53 total touchdowns. He's about to break the 10,000-yard mark at 96, 91 yards. This is a guy who brings a ton of experience both on and off the field and I think is coming in at a really good time in the season with that Eagles game and then just beyond in the playoffs. Yeah,
3: uh, I mean – the more that I hear him talk and you hear people talk about him and then obviously Kellen talking about yeah the guy can still run he's starting to especially with how things are playing out seeming like he's probably the perfect fit for right now and what you want to do and also to just where you're lacking offensively right now and you personally you're lacking someone that could take the ball off to like take it over the top or then also be the underneath guy to clean up to clean up when there's nowhere else to go so I am excited to see him get in here and one thing that he said also was that, like, he kept referring to the fact that he knows, he watched the game, and he sees where he can help. Mm-hmm. He sees where he can help. And I think it's important that a guy comes in, we talk about knowing your role. And I feel like he knows his, what his roles are in this, for this team right now, and that's to be a veteran and to be savvy and to be dependable.
2: And I love having the awareness to watch a game with that perspective, to be able to go out here and say, okay, this is what we're doing well, but – Here's how I can make us do even better. So I love like that and that's just a veteran, you know, it's a veteran move to do, to be able to to watch film in that way and see where you fit. I love that you pointed that out.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think as far as the Cowboys and their new additions, a lot of it has been trust the process with this one and you see it pay off in the end. And so I think with T. Y. Hilton, Not the flashiest name, right? Not the wide receiver help that uh, Cowboys Nation was expecting when the news dropped that a veteran wide receiver was signed on. But I think when you look at the amount of uh, veteran leadership that this locker room has and how much it's paid dividends. You even look at, at, we go back to Tyler Smith and Jason Peters. This is setting these guys up for success for the rest of their careers, and and I look at the long-term things. Uh, with that, you're, you're getting a veteran guy like T.Y. Hilton in here to help Noah Brown, really amp up, to help C.D. Lamb, really amp up, hey, I've been that guy before, here's what you do, it can only be beneficial at this point. So what I'm excited to see is I'm excited to see the versatility that he's about to bring to this offense. And Kellen Moore's toolbox just got a few more pretty little tools uh, in them with this addition. So I'm excited to see it.
3: Yeah, he was real. Like, when when I listened to his interview today, like, I I just – the wide receiver position. I feel like the younger wide receivers of this generation have less of the diva, or less of that. Like some of them do, they have it. Where like it's me, like I'm here. Yeah, but to, I was but, like, no, 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 no. Some <laughs> some of them do, but in this like these are 23, 23 year old guys. Like I feel like this generation in general is just a lot more even killed in that way. But those those guys that are kind of in his regime, those were to me the I want the ball right now, and also. They just walk with an attitude. Like even though he's polite, like he's super polite, but to cu- the confidence that you have to have as a wide receiver, it was cool to hear that from him in that interview. Because I feel like this is something that I, I have not heard a whole bunch from a lot of these younger receivers. I'm excited about it.
2: I agree. I love the confidence. I love the swagger. I love the addition. I think you just needed a guy in that room that had a little bit of experience. And and it's we've discussed it over and over. There's no disrespect to the guys that are in that room, but I just mm-hmm. think of the value. When it comes to having someone who's been there, done that and done it at a high level, I think his very similar to Jason Peters and the fact, you know, like not that he would not play a snap, but if he didn't play a snap, just the value that he brings from a mental standpoint on the sideline, I think is really important. I think it's also ironic that the Colts game where they blew a 33 point lead is currently on the TV. So uh, I'm sure they are probably missing T.Y. Hilton now, but he belongs to the Cowboys. (laughs) Ladies, always a good chat with you guys. We got into a lot of stuff. Be sure to stick with us. Tomorrow, we're going to dive into this Eagles matchup. Who will play quarterback? We don't know. And apparently, the Eagles don't know either. So we will wait to see who takes that snap. But we'll talk about how the guys are getting ready for both Gardner and Jalen coming up tomorrow. But that'll do it for us here on Girls Talk Boys Talk. We'll see ya tomorrow afternoon.
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
2: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!